the Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Good Sunday morning to you, my friends. It is week six of the NFL season here, and despite some... Scares due to positive coronavirus tests. It looks like all week six games are on as scheduled. So that is the good news this morning. I am Jeff Meller. I'm here for you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. here on ESPN 1000. Taking your phone calls and discussing the news that you need to be aware of on this morning here about uh, before the games go off. All the injury related news that you need to be aware of for your fantasy football team. What you need to be uh, what you need to account for to make sure that uh, you have the optimal starting lineup ready to go. Again, uh, I'm at Jeff Meller. That's at Jeff underscore Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R on Twitter. You can watch us on Twitch. That's ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. We'll answer your questions in the Twitch chat room later in the show. And uh, we'll also take your phone calls here at 312-332-3776. Let's get going. Garner takes the shotgun, snap drops back, looks left, slings one left, caught right at the goal line. And he will no longer be scoring touchdowns for the Jets earlier in the week. Le'Veon Bell was released on Tuesday night, and he subsequently signs with the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday evening. He's not eligible due to the NFL's new COVID rules. He needs to, I don't know if it's a quarantine, but there's a five-day period where he is acclimating himself to the Kansas City Chiefs, where he needs to go through proper testing. Kind of odd because he was just with an NFL team, but those are the protocols these days. So he is not even eligible to play on Monday night for the Chiefs as they take on the Bills in Buffalo. But what does this mean long term? Well, if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, it's probably not ideal because he is certainly going to be a member of a committee. But it can't be much worse than what was going on with the New York Jets. I think that's pretty clear. So if you're a Bell owner, he's kind of a stand pat right now. If you're a Clyde Edwards-Elair owner, this is where it gets a little bit tricky because he came out with a bang in the first in his NFL debut on Thursday night against the Houston Texans. Looked really good, was featured, but if you'll recall, he did struggle near the goal line. And I actually, the, that first Sunday, came out and I discussed how that was a little concerning to me, even though everything looked really nice in the box score. The reality was that because he's a smaller guy, He struggled near the goal line, and that was something that was concerning to me, at least if I wanted to start picking nits. And now that we're here, week six, with Le'Veon Bell now added to the mix, I would say that if somebody's still intrigued by the upside that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire provides, I would definitely explore some trade 
especially after this week. I think Monday night he's probably going to be featured pretty heavily without Bell in a uniform. But I do think there's concern going forward that if Le'Veon Bell has anything close left to what we saw in Pittsburgh. And I, like I, again, it was such a terrible situation that you can kind of understand where if he gets into a better spot, he could be more productive. And there was, we're just talking you know, two and a half years ago when Le'Veon Bell was considered the best running back in fantasy football. So I think there's certainly a possibility here that for fantasy purposes, Bell siphons off what Edwards Elaire was hoping to provide to fantasy owners. And we could be in a spot where it's a little bit dicey as to which guy is really, you know, the most valuable running back going forward. If somebody's looking to offload Le'Veon Bell, I think it's worth a flyer. So if you can obtain Le'Veon Bell, uh, without giving up much in return, and obviously you're going to have to assess what much is on your roster. I think it's worth exploring, and uh, if you'd have him on your roster for the end of the run here at the later in the season, I think it's not a bad idea. High formation with Gordon, who has to bounce, and now this is the play they need. Gordon is going to get toward the end zone and in. Oh, man. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, that was last uh, two Thursdays ago now against the Jets when he uh, closed out the game very nicely, went over 100 yards, had a couple of scores, looked very productive. He had a DUI uh, last Sunday evening. Um, He did practice on Thursday, which I think put his status in flux for a lot of fantasy owners. He has been ruled out, though, so Melvin Gordon is not going to play. Likely suspension coming down as well at some point this season, so he's going to be a little bit tricky for you to handle. Obviously, you want to keep him on your bench, but uh, for this week and and possibly for a couple more, he may be on ice. Um, The Broncos have Philip Lindsay returning, so he steps in. Royce Freeman will see an uptick in carries as well. I would definitely consider using Philip Lindsay. It is the Patriots. Their defense is always, forget the names, even though Stephon Gilmore is returning. The, the Patriots are always, for me, one of those defenses I don't love because I do know that Bill Belichick is going to put together a scheme that's going to make it difficult to score points no matter who he has on his roster. So I'm always a little bit skittish about using people. But if you're looking for somebody, especially in a PPR format, I think Philip Lindsay, uh, you could definitely do worse. 7 nothing Minnesota. 8.28 to go. Second down and 10. And this is the third big carry of the game. And this one to the end zone for Dalvin Cook. And Delvin Cook, my oh my, is not going to play today. He's been ruled out. The Vikings have the Falcons today in a very tasty matchup. That Falcons defense has been giving up anything opposing offenses have wanted. Delvin Cook is out with the groin abductor issue that he suffered last Sunday evening against the Seahawks. Alexander Madison stepped in and was very productive himself, went over 100 yards. I think you know that Alexander Madison is a pretty much a must-play for this week. The Vikings are scheduled to have the bye next week, and I say scheduled now going forward because who knows what's going to happen with COVID if you're, you know, you're, all your best-made plans can go awry if, uh, if we need to shift some things around. But uh, that means that this week you can go ahead and use Alexander Madison. If you're in a really deep league, this may not even be need, this may I may not even need to say this, but if you're in a deeper league, I'm talking 12 plus, and you have big rosters. Mike Boone was productive as well in the past. He's worth an ad again in really deep leagues. But um, Mike Boone was productive a couple uh, at the end of the year last year when both Cook and Madison were out. He was productive. It seems like whoever just slots in back uh, at the tailback position for the Vikings. 
becomes a very productive player. So if you're looking for somebody to, again, in case something happens to Madison and if Cook's injury lingers, Boone would be the next man up. So somebody worth uh, keeping an eye on or maybe adding in your deep, deep leagues. Minshew, pump fake, that fires end zone, caught, touchdown, Shark again. There is a flag down at the line of scrimmage. DJ Chark has already missed a game earlier this season with an angle injury, but there is some positive news about him. He's expected to go today. He's, he will need to test it out uh, this morning in warmups, but he is definitely looking like he's on track to play. So if you have DJ Chark, it looks like you're in uh, some better position than maybe you thought you were uh, earlier in the week. And out comes Andy Dalton. He goes on second and ten. He's got Cooper who breaks the tackle. He would have been about four yards short of a first. It would have been third down. And Andy Dalton, I haven't mentioned it yet, but we all saw Dak Prescott with the devastating compound fracture last week. Andy Dalton will be under center for the Cowboys. And I think Dalton is definitely a streamer, especially this week against the Cardinals. But he's also somebody who I think is worth adding to your roster in leagues where you need to carry two quarterbacks because maybe the opposition carries multiple quarterbacks as well. Dak obviously won't return, which means that Dalton is going to have the opportunity to really take advantage of some of the best skill position players in all of football. It's undeniable that Cooper and Lamb, extremely explosive. You saw the catch that Michael Gallup made at the end of the game last week along the sidelines. Incredible catch. You've also got Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, who's a serviceable backup as well. So lots of great skill position players for Andy Dalton to take advantage of, which in some ways that's sometimes all a quarterback needs to be a productive fantasy player. Andy Dalton is certainly serviceable. He's had some big weeks uh, back when he was the Bengals starting quarterback. So he's certainly worth exploring and somebody I would definitely keep on my roster. I did add him personally in a league where I actually own Patrick Mahomes because I think if things happen, you know, if Dalton steps in and is productive, he's certainly somebody who can be a trade piece for other teams who are struggling, especially if the deck owner needs somebody uh, because he isn't able to fill the role with Dak now gone. All right, uh, let's kick things off with Joe in Spring Grove. Hey, Joe. Morning, Jeff. I got a running back question. I got three. I need two mm-hmm. in a one-point PPR. Okay. I, I got uh, Joe Mixon at Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I got uh, Philip Lindsay at the Patriots. And I got uh, James Conner at home against the Browns. Yeah, all right, Joe. So obviously, Philip Lindsay's intriguing because of the you know in, uh, increase in role with Gordon out. But I'm I'm not going to get away from Joe Mixon and James Conner. Both to the both of those guys to me, you know, they're going to get 20 touches. And even though I expect Lindsay to see more, Royce Freeman will be in the mix. And especially if they get down near the one or two near the goal line, Freeman could easily be in the backfield for the Broncos. Now, that's not to say that you should run away from Lindsey because he won't score any touchdowns because he's an explosive player when he does get the ball. But I would certainly use Joe Mixon and James Conner. Don't overthink it, Joe. He's just, the, both those guys are, are uh, in my opinion, you know, top 12 uh, assets in fantasy football. So you don't have to get too cute. Feel pretty comfortable now that you've got Lindsey on your roster. You might be able to use him uh, if... Uh, you need to uh, steer away from Mixon or Connor when their bye weeks roll. I guess the Steelers have already had their bye week, but when uh, Mixon gets his bye week, you can consider uh, Lindsey as well. Let's try Mike in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? I am doing excellent. 
Uh, before I ask my quick question here, uh, next week, can I call call in and ask about a trade? Uh, absolutely. No, I I, oh, okay. I always encourage people, feel free to go ahead and we'll, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, discuss and talk things through trade because I can usually figure out a way to tie it into, you know, how I feel about a player going forward. So I'm more than happy to discuss okay. trades I, as well. I'll do that next week. I just happen to have both uh, Mahomes and Josh, for, uh, Josh uh, Allen on my team. Don't ask how I did it, but I did. But anyways, here's my question. Full PPR, mm-hmm. tight end question. I've got Waller on a bye. I got Kaseki mm-hmm. Miami at home against the New York Jets, and then I picked up a couple weeks ago after he had that great game with Green Bay. Robert Tanyan, I sure, think is how you pronounce it? Yep. At Tampa, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Tampa's a little tougher D than the Jets are, of course, but I, I don't know which one to go with. They're pretty flip of a coin in my mind. Well, you know, you know. No, yeah, I understand the matchup against the Jets is maybe enticing, but I will say uh, Mike Gusecki, especially you know in the PPR format, he's not somebody who necessarily is always going to be involved in the Dolphins passing game. Now he had one big play last week that really, really you know uh, brought his day up. He had 91 yards on five catches, but it was really it was it was really based on the strength of one long play. Outside of that. Gusecki's got one other big game this year against the Bills where he went over 130 yards, but he's not somebody who is a must-start at tight end in fantasy football yet. He still needs to show me more, and I don't know if he'll actually ever get there. Robert Tanyan, though, I'll tell you what. He's somebody who, if you've watched him over the last couple weeks, he's now got a touchdown in three straight starts. He's got five on the year, and I think most people saw the three-touchdown game against the Falcons. Certainly... I would, I'm not saying that Tanyan is going to always be um, getting the volume, but I want, he, he looks to me like the clear, you know, just like Jimmy Graham is used for the Bears in the, in the red zone. In fact, the way the Packers wanted to use Jimmy Graham in the red zone last year is kind of what Tanyan is doing. He's giving them a red zone asset. And with Aaron Rodgers playing about as well as he ever has, has I mean, he may not be at the height, but I don't know if he's ever played better right now. Aaron Rodgers is awesome. You want a piece of that. Devontae Adams is returning today, so that's good news. And I think that actually helps Tanyan, too, because you know Adams is going to be the focal point of a lot of defenses trying to take take him away. So when they get down near the red zone, I think Tanyan is always going to be in play. And he's somebody who, if you don't have Kelsey, George Kittle, or Mark Andrews, those are probably the only three tight ends right now as we enter week six that I would definitely start over Robert Tanyan right now. Um, Zach Ertz has kind of fallen out of favor right now. I want to see how he how he bounces back. And Robert Tanyan, I'm really intrigued because mostly because Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense is so dynamic and unbeatable right now that I feel really good about having a piece of someone like Tanyan. When especially when you consider tight end, a lot of times it's all about scoring a touchdown for the tight end if you don't have one of those big three guys that I mentioned. So Tanyan, I think, is as good a bet as any tight end in football right now to score a touchdown. And uh, I feel good about using him over Gusecki. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. This is the Fantasy Football Show, 312-332-3776 if you'd like to participate. Coming up next, do the Pittsburgh Steelers have a bona fide number one wide receiver that you need to start? We'll talk about it next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. 
to the left is Claypool. As Roethlisberger throws, Claypool makes the catch. His fourth touchdown today. 6'4", 238 pounds, and he runs a 4-4-2. Why did he last till the second round? That question, I think, was only opened up yet again last week. Chase Claypool goes for four touchdowns, had a fifth that was called back to due to a questionable offensive pass interference call. Is he the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh? I think it's certainly possible. I know a lot of people remember Juju Smith-Schuster having a monster year a couple years ago with Antonio Brown as the lead man there. I think Chase Claypool's emergence could be a good thing for Smith-Schuster as well. The reality is I gave Claypool out uh, like a couple times now, way back in week three, if you listen to Carmen and Yurko do a Tuesday waiver segment uh, around 11, 11.15 every week. I gave out Chase Claypool back three weeks ago. He, the skill set is off the charts. And now certainly you're not expecting four touchdowns each week. That would be silly. But I think if you look at the fact that it wasn't just the... It wasn't just that he went for seven catches, 110 yards last week. But if you look the, the week before as well, he led the team in wide receiver snaps. He had 61 snaps in their fourth, um, sorry, their third game of the year. Um, and that actually led the team. Last week, now, he actually, it was pretty close. Smith-Schuster had 57, James Washington had 53, and Claypool had 52. But clearly, the production was there. I think Claypool has emerged, and he's obviously now uh, been picked up in, in virtually every competitive league, if he wasn't already. If for some reason he, he was, if your league's not that competitive, go get him um, if he's still out there for some reason. But Claypool, to me, after what you saw, and I've been, you know, I've been waiting for that blow-up game, I think he's somebody who I feel really good about getting into my lineup now on a weekly basis, and... I have a hard time, you know, not starting him this week. I certainly understand some people have some great options. And uh, let's actually explore one of those great options. Let's uh, check out Steve, who is in Wheaton with a Claypool dilemma. Hey, Steve, you're on uh, ESPN 1000. Hey, thanks, Jeff, for taking my call. My pleasure, man. Um, early Sunday morning making meatballs for the day. Ah, I love it. A little red sauce, Steve? or just <laughs> It's gravy because I got some meat in there. Damn That's right. Gravy. So the problem is I have Adam Thielen starting as my wideout today but I have uh, a question for another wide receiver. I can either put in DJ Chark, Mm -hmm. um, I can put in uh, Claypool, who's playing against the Browns, or I can put in Justin Jefferson against the Falcons. Now, my problem is, I don't know if I should put, if if you say Justin Jefferson, I'm putting in two wideouts from Minnesota. Yeah. And if they crap the bed, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm done for the day. Yeah, you know, it's intriguing because I have the same issue. I don't have the, 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 you know, doubling up on Vikings issue, but I do have Jefferson versus Claypool. And for me, I'm using Claypool over Jefferson. Part of that is, you know, it's a similar fashion because they're both rookies and they both have other great options. Um, on the field for their quarterbacks to throw to. For me, it's almost a bet, though, uh, Ben over Kirk Cousins. I generally know week in and week out, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a positive asset for my my fantasy wide receiver. Kirk Cousins, and look, there's I, I'm actually starting Kirk Cousins in the league this week because of the matchup against the Falcons, but I'm crossing my fingers because I know there's always the chance that Kirk Cousins kind of goes awry and uh, things go poorly. I would use Claypool. I think he certainly is very, like the, the size too. 
at 6'4", 238, he's clearly going to be an op- uh, an, a red zone factor for the Steelers as well. And I think part of what they brought Eric Ebron in for, I think what you saw last week, a couple of uh, fumbles by Ebron. I think he only lost one, but a couple of fumbles and also a deflected ball as well that was almost intercepted if it wasn't. Um, e- Ebron, he's got those those, you know, poor catch issues. Uh, Claypool, the size that he offers, I think, you know, Ebron's been a good red zone threat, but I think watch this situation because I think Claypool very easily could become the, the, the red zone guy who Ben features there. Uh, if you remember, I'm thinking back he, in a lot of ways, he's a bigger version of Plexico Burris. So, uh, and, uh, Ben, you know, in his early days, was familiar with throwing to Plexico Burris. So I would certainly be intrigued by starting Claypool. I would use him over Jefferson this week and Chark because Chark coming back from the injury, kind of want to see how he does when you have some really good options like that. So I would go ahead and use Claypool over Chark this week. Let's try Patrick, who is in Wooddale. Good morning, Patrick. You're on ESPN 1000. How you doing, Jeff? Thanks for having me on. Um, so... I have a tight end question. It's a half-point PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Tunyon, and I have Janu Smith. Sure, that's a good problem to have. Uh, Janu has been very product- productive this year, finally kind of uh, paying off with uh, what, uh, what folks were, have been hoping for him for a couple years now. <sighs> I, I will say this, Patrick. I, I kind of laid out my Tanyan case earlier in the show. I think I personally would use Tanyan, um, but... If you want to stick with Janu, Janu's probably got a little bit safer floor, especially in the you know the half point PPR. I think you can usually count on Janu for four to five catches for sure, and um, it's just a matter of if he'll get into the end zone, which he's done with uh, quite quite a bit of frequency this year. He's got five touchdowns, so I, this one's a tough call. Janu, I think, is a little bit safer play because of the format, Patrick. But I personally would probably bet on Tanyan's upside. I just, again, I feel like he's going to be a threat in the red zone all year for the Packers. Um, with you know, I think Adams and then you know is, is your one and Tanyan your one A in the red zone, red zone only. Now, obviously, Adams is always going to be uh, Rogers' main guy, but I think I would play Tanyan this week over Janu. Okay. All right. right. Thank you so much, man. I love the show. You're the best. I appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, love, Patrick. All right. Let's uh, try Tom, who is in Bridgeport this morning. Hey, Tom. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing today? Very good. Uh, I got a question. Uh, Matt Ryan or Minshaw, the only reason why I'm asking because I heard Julio Jones might be back, and I heard DJ Clark might not play. So yeah, so so Chark, Chark, I think there's optimism that he'll play, but he does need to test it. So you got to check the gay, uh, the inactives for all the Chark owners out there. If you're considering playing him, check the inactives around uh, 10.45, 11 a.m. today to make sure he's actually in the lineup. Tom, uh, yeah, and Julio, Julio was actually removed from the injury reports. He obviously was dealing with that hamstring injury. Did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, but was a full go on Friday. And usually when Julio's removed from the injury report, he is, you know, he's, he's fully available. So I'm anticipating. So, yeah, no, no. So I'm talking my way through, Tom. I think I, okay. I'm still using Matt Ryan in this situation. Minshew, okay. Minshew still has moments where he, you know, will make some bad reads, doesn't have the biggest arm. I still trust Matt Ryan on a week-to-week basis more than Minshew. Now, now that's look, Minshew can certainly have some big games here and there, but I think there's also too much downside with Minshew. Uh, with Matt Ryan, I think you're probably – 
and obviously coaching changes, things happen, and things get a little weird from time to time. But I think the offense that uh, the Falcons have will probably be, for the most part, you know, similar to what you've seen. And they've always been a productive offense. So with Julio, Ridley, Gurley, you've got great options for Matt Ryan to throw to. With Julio back, that makes all the difference for me. I'm using Matt Ryan. Let's try Dennis in Woodridge. Hey, Dennis, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Uh, all right, so I got Melvin Gordon, so obviously he's on the bench. So I got either Matt Breida I could put in for him or Freeman from the Broncos. Yeah, that's not. those are not great plays today. I don't feel strongly about either guy. Dennis, though, I would probably personally use Royce Freeman because I know the Dolphins have talked about getting Matt Breida a little more involved, but they've, with their actions, shown that Miles Gaskin is the guy who they do give the ball to. So even though Brita was yeah, more, and I got him going already. Oh yeah, then that, that's pretty easy. Then Dennis, I'm not, uh, I'm not doubling up on on Dolphins running backs. There's certain situations where I understand in fantasy where you may need to use two backs because of a bye week situation. Um, from time to time, I can understand it, but the Dolphins is not a backfield that I want to double up on uh, in any scenario. So I'm definitely using Royce Freeman in that situation. All right, 312-332-3776, half an hour to go, taking more of your phone calls. And coming up next, we'll get inside the Twitch chat room and let you know what uh, they're all feeling. It's uh, ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. Check us out there. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller on Twitter. More fantasy football talk coming up next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Every Sunday morning, we've got a full slate of football coverage for you. I'm Jeff Meller here on the Fantasy Football Show. Starts you off every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., followed by the Points Bet Book pregame show with Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley. They're up at 10 a.m. Today, Take... we've got Devin Hester on the show. Oh, what time is that? Do you... That is 10.35. Well, that's must-listen-to radio as Freddie and Brian We'll discuss uh, lots of Bears conversation with uh, an all-time Bears great, Devin Hester. That's must-listen to 1035, so make sure you check that out. Again, I am Jeff Meller. Uh, I'll be up after the Bears game wraps up against the Panthers today with Howard Griffith doing the post-game show. We're here for you every Sunday, two hours after the Bears game, taking your phone calls, instant reaction to whatever happens in the Bears game. So just wanted to remind you of that. And I do believe we've got ourselves a second night of Game 7 baseball action as the Braves and Dodgers square off to see who will take on the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. So lots of great coverage for you here on ESPN 1000, as we have for you every day. Uh, let's continue on. I'll take a quick call, then we'll get some Twitch callers, uh, Twitch Twitchers, I guess, uh, and their questions as well. Let's try Manny in Naperville. Manny, what's up? Manny? Oh, Manny. You disappoint me, Manny. Try and call back, Manny. All right, what do we got in Twitch, Tyler? What's going on? All right, so some people are in a DAC pickle right now and need to pick someone up. For, a DAC pickle. Yep. Need to pick someone up for the injured quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Do you like Minshew, Goff, Wentz, Bridgewater, or Kirk Cousins? 
Okay. Uh, this week, I like Cousins. If it's a one-week streaming option, and maybe that's the way you play it right now if you're a deck owner, you can get by, especially in leagues that don't, you know, you have to know your owners. But in, in leagues where maybe your roster, there's a little bit a little bit constriction in terms of what, you're, what you do with your rosters. Not a lot of quarterbacks are carried. You can certainly get by streaming quarterbacks. And for me, mentioned it earlier, Kirk Cousins is the ideal streamer this week. Teddy Bridgewater um, has certainly been a, uh, very intriguing with Joe Brady as the OC there. Really has the Panthers humming along. We'll see it firsthand, but not this week against the Bears defense. I'd be a little reluctant to use him. So if you're looking for a long-term play, I might uh, snag Teddy Bridgewater if you can create the room on your roster. This week, though, I definitely use Kirk Cousins. So if it comes down to, all right, I need to pick one, and I got to just cross my fingers and hope you know he's left next week, then I would pick up Cousins and just kind of roll through with the uh, streaming plays. And you can, you can get by in fantasy football as long as all the quarterbacks aren't gobbled up. All right, we've got a PPR running back question here. Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, or David Montgomery? You know, if uh, ever there's a week that David Montgomery would go off, this looks like a very enticing week. The Panthers, they've, uh, they're down without K1 short now. He's done for the year. Uh, Brian Burns also banged up last week. Don't believe he's going to play. So, And that's already on a Panthers defense that has been known to give up some yardage and I think I would use Montgomery of the three um, just because I think the matchup this week and I think I think Matt Nagy is going to use Montgomery here going forward when he has the opportunity to if they're ever going to get right it would seem this is the right for the Bears to run the football all right next up we got a full point PPR Will Fuller or Cooper Cup for your wide receiver two yeah that for me is pretty easy I'm going to use Cooper Cup uh, full point PPR especially. Uh, I like to use Cooper Cup whenever I can. Will Fuller for me, look, he is a, a home run play who can help win your week. But honestly, I can't predict when those are going to come. Nobody can. You know, every matchup that looks good on paper for Will Fuller is just as likely to have him leave injured as it is for him to go off for a couple scores. So I, 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 I'm not going to lie. That's kind of a personal motto where I don't feel great about using Will Fuller on a week-to-week basis. Now, if he's your wide receiver three or a flex and you're just looking for upside, okay. But if you really want consistency, Cooper Cup is an easy, easy, uh, easy advice for me. All right, running back question, PPR League, Ronald Jones or Miles Gaskin? I would go ahead and use Ronald Jones. Now, Leonard Fournette is expected to be back, but limited. And um, I think Ronald Jones this week against the Packers, uh, uh, a run defense that has been very generous to opposing offenses. I like Ronald Jones this week. Gaskin, look, the, the, the touches are certainly there for Miles Gaskin, but... When you get near the goal line, he's a smaller back, and he struggles to really get in near the near the end zone. So he kind of needs to score, you know, from you know longer distance. Even if I'm talking seven to eight yards, he's he, near the goal line. He's struggled a bit, so I feel a little reluctant about using Miles Gaskin um, unless you're basically you just want the volume. But Ronald Jones, I think, is is in line for a similar amount of volume for the Bucks and, and that offense. I feel better about than the Dolphins on a, as a whole. All right, a couple receiver ones here. We've got uh, Chris Godwin, Jamison Crowder, or A.J. Brown. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use... It's it's Brown or Godwin for me. 
And I think I would probably play it a little safer and use A.J. Brown this week over Godwin. Maybe just want to see him come back and actually be out on the field for one more week because it was a hamstring, you know, soft tissue issues always scare me a little bit. So I would use I would use A.J. Brown this week over Godwin and play it safe. And then here's a good problem to have. Tyreek Hill or Kenny Galladay? Oh, you can never start. I'm sorry. You can never sit Tyreek Hill. I, I don't care. I know Buffalo's D is better than the Jags. Uh, I'm going to go down with Tyreek Hill in my lineup every week. I hate questions like that because the reality for me is I, I don't put myself, I, I've never put myself in a situation where I have both Galladay and Tyreek Hill. Like you're talking two of the top five wide receiver options in football. Now Galladay, he missed the first two weeks due to his own hamstring issue, but you know, Galladay is, is a red zone threat and somebody who I want in my lineup each and every week. But Tyreek Hill to me is, I have him number one in terms of wide receiving options with Michael Thomas out. Tyreek Hill is my number one wide receiver in fantasy football. I'm starting him every single week. And again, I, I can't predict the future. I don't know who's going to score touchdowns on a week-to-week basis. But more times than not, you're going to be in good position having Tyreek Hill in your lineup. I feel like he's just, look, you got Mahomes versus Stafford in that situation. I'm going to side with Mahomes. All right, let's try Ron, who's in Schaumburg. Hey, Ron, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Jeff. <clears throat> good morning, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm what doing well. Doing? Uh, yeah, I got a, a wide receiver question. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore, I, I have two of them. I need one. Okay. DJ Moore, Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, T. Higgins from Cincinnati. Yeah, T. Higgins has definitely looked pretty good the last few weeks. I think I personally, Ron, would. Eh, nah, yeah, as I try and say, DJ Moore, I, I'm I, Robbie Anderson's just been he's really stepped in and been the number one wide receiver. And so, even though DJ Moore is talented. Ah, I think I actually like the usage uh, for T. Higgins uh, and the Bengals. A.J. Green has definitely fallen out of favor right now. I don't know if it's simply that he's not as productive as he once was, but um, T. Higgins has kind of stepped in and is right there with Tyler Boyd. So I would say I'd go ahead and use Higgins over D.J. Moore until D.J. Moore shows you that he's, you know, anyway, it's again, it's a whole new offensive staff. So I do think you have to be concerned right now that D.J. Moore will not get back to the heights he was at last season let's try let's go to ken in the south side hey ken we got a bit of an echo so i'm going to lay out and let you ask your question oh thanks thanks jeff hey uh i've got a, a flex question standard uh league uh robbie anderson or Lindsay. all right ken well i would say i'm going to go ahead and uh, just mention them i would use robbie anderson he's been there he's he's leading the team in receptions and targets and you know he's an explosive player the Panthers, uh, Joe Brady's doing a really nice job of using him in ways that we haven't always seen, uh, getting a lot of slant patterns, and that's something he he didn't really do as much with, surprise, surprise, Adam Gase in the New York Jets. A shocker that Adam Gase is not the world-renowned offensive genius that he may have been painted as once upon a time when Peyton Manning was his quarterback. Um, I think we've all seen Adam Gase is not the play caller that people maybe thought he was. Uh, Robbie Anderson, for me, I like him over Philip Lindsay. Uh, uh, just because Royce Freeman being in the mix as well um, kind of cloudies the mix for Lindsay. I like Robbie Anderson and what he's done all year, so I'm going to keep rolling with him. All right, the Fantasy Football Show. One more segment, lots of time for your phone calls. We'll zip through them coming up next. 
The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Ten minutes remaining here on the Fantasy Football Show. I am Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. I'm back for the postgame show after the Bears game with Howard Griffith for two hours taking your instant reaction. So don't forget about that. And uh, let's zip through as many calls as we can here as we wrap the show up uh, every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Hey, hey Jeff. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, uh, thanks for making four it. Four or five years I've ever said that, so thank you. Uh, I got a quarterback question this week. All three of these guys are at home. They all got pretty good matchups. Uh, Cousins against Atlanta, Tannehill against Houston, or Fitzpatrick against the Jets. Yeah, Dave, I think I'm swinging for the home run with Cousins. That Falcons defense has been a sieve. They've, they're beaten up uh, injury-wise in the secondary, so... You know, I, I know he can have some bad games, but I would swing for the fences with Cousins. If you want to play it a little bit safer, Tannehill might be the guy. But, you know, I think there's limited upside unless, he, you know, that he's kind of touchdown dependent sometimes, you know, in terms of he's not he's probably not going to go crazy, you know, for 300 plus rushing yards, just the way they're rushing, uh, the way their offenses run. But uh, for me, I would use uh, Cousins and try and take advantage of that Atlanta Falcon secondary. Thanks, Jeff. My pleasure. Um, let's try Don, who's in Joliet. Hey, Don, what's your wide receiver dilemma? Hey, thanks for taking my call. And uh, Will Fuller or Juju Smith-Schuster, I heard your comments about Will Fuller uh, earlier, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, still looking at these two, see what, what what I should do. Yeah, you know what, Don, especially in the PPR, I think I'll I'll double down on my anti Will Fuller. And again, I don't hate the player, but I just I have I have a hard time feeling confident starting him on a week in and week out basis. And um with the you know with the new uh new head coach in place, at least you know, interim Romeo Cornell taking over for Bill O'Brien. Let's kind of see how the Texans run their offense for a week before um we go ahead and use Will Fuller. I'd use Juju, especially in the PPR format. I think he's usually uh Usually a safe bet for you, especially, again, I like the fact now that you've got Claypool out there taking some of the attention away from Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he very well could benefit from that uh, that new weapon that they're going to utilize. Jonathan in Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. First time caller. I've been enjoying the show. Oh, thanks for, uh, thanks for making the call, Jonathan. So I originally was going to ask you about Mixon versus, um, oh, uh, Mixon Hunt? Uh, Kareem Hunt, but I also wanted to throw in uh, Hilaire too. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? You broke up a little there, Jonathan. Uh, so I got, I got Hilaire, yes. Hunt, and uh, Mixon. So you I need, need two, out of those two of the three, Jonathan. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a strong, strong uh, running back backfield that you have there in fantasy football. Mixon, Hunt, or Edwards, Hilaire. All right, so I got to pull up the rankings there because that one I can't just talk myself through. I'm probably still going to use Edwards Alaire because I think this is a, you know a chance for them to 
uh, utilize him at least one more week before Le'Veon Bell starts to cut into his action. And then, I, I mean, you've got three tough defenses for each player, but I'm going to go ahead and use Joe Mixon against the Colts over Kareem Hunt. Obviously, Hunt's been really productive since Nick Chubb has been lost, but Pittsburgh's the one. Pittsburgh's probably the one defense, um, especially against the run. That really scares me these days. So even though the volume is going to be there for Kareem Hunt, I would use uh, Mixon and Edwards Allaire. All right. Good luck to you, Jonathan. Thanks for making the first time call. Let's uh, go to longtime caller TJ on the south side. What's up, TJ? Morning, guys. Morning, guys. All right. Dilemma is no Drew Brees this week mm-hmm. by week. So I have Andy Dalton and I have Amari Cooper going also. Okay. And I have either Jared Goff and the person I'm playing has Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, so I would I, – I think I, I got to set those aside. Um, I'm still going to go ahead and use Jared Goff this week. Uh, you know, the Niners' defense has been ravaged by injuries. Um, you saw last yeah. week what the Dolphins did to them. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and use Goff, and I think, you know, that actually helps you a little bit with Cup to offset whatever, you know, Cup can't have a monster game without you yeah. having a monster game as well. So um, I'd go ahead right. and use Goff over Dalton. And really, you know, even though I spoke well of Andy Dalton early in the show for fantasy mm-hmm. purposes, when you have another guy, I, I, I let's let's wait a week or two before we go ahead and use Andy Dalton when you've got a good option like, you know, Jared Goff. Although I do think, TJ, it's possible going forward, you may feel better about using Andy Dalton over Drew Brees in the long run. But um, let's see it for a week or two before we go ahead and make that uh, commitment. Let's try Jameson, who's in Darien. Hey, Jameson, what's up? Hey, what's up, Jeff? Um, can you rank these wide receivers for me? Chenault, Sanders, um, Samuel, and Claypool. Rest of season, not just this weekend, just the rest of the season. Sure. Thanks, All right. Jeff. All right, so uh, real quick, Jameson, uh, let's see. I would say Claypool for me is number one, and he dropped off. So I, I had the... For- Claypool, Debo Samuel, yes, Emmanuel Sh- Sanders, and, and Lavishka Chenault. All right, so let's go. I would say Claypool, Chenault, and then – no, no, I'm sorry. Claypool, Sanders, then Chenault, and Debo. The reason being, I'm just uh, – you got to see Debo out there and producing, you know, close to the, you know, the heights that he was last year. He's a very exciting player, but if I'm just – Going doing it right now, I want to see it a little more from Debo Samuel because obviously they've got Jimmy Garoppolo right now who has you know a high ankle injury that he's dealing with. That's obviously going to limit the upside of the whole offense if he's not productive. Um, so I think for Debo, I love Debo Samuel going forward, long term next year after that. But right now this season because he's he's coming back from his own injuries and he's got Jimmy Garoppolo there and you've got Brandon Ayuk who's in the mix, and George Kittle's clearly their number one uh, target getter. So it's just hard. Even though I love Debo Samuel's talent, I I have to kind of see it over those other guys before I can feel confident using him uh, or picking him for the season. Let's try Steve, who's in Bartlett. What's up, Steve? Morning, Jeff. Three of four, FPPR, Mike Davis, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Mm -hmm. David Montgomery. Ooh, that is a strong problem to have today, Steve. And I would say, because you've got the half-point PPR in the mix, 
I would use Davis, Robinson, and Montgomery, and I'd put Jonathan Taylor on the bench. He just hasn't been as productive in the passing game as the other three guys, and uh, I feel better. I mean, Mike Davis is, you know, he's giving you 85% of what Christian McCaffrey does in a week-in and week-out basis, so he's a must-start for me right now as long as... uh, as long as McCaffrey is out. All right, uh, zipping through here, a minute left. Tim in Hobart wants to know Stafford or Cam Newton. Uh, Tim, I would use Matt Stafford against the Jags this week. Bill is in Aurora. He wants to know Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, or Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, Bill, I would say I'm going to go ahead and use Kirk Cousins because of the matchup that we've talked about all day long. Brian in Worth wants to know Kyler or Ben. Uh, Brian, I'm going to go ahead and say I would use Kyler as long as you don't get six points for a passing touchdown. Some leagues give you six points for a passing touchdown. In those leagues, I might use Ben. But um, if you're only getting four for a passing touchdown, Brian, I would go ahead and use Kyler. You can't get away from him. And uh, I believe that does. That wraps us up. All right, so those are all the callers again every single Sunday morning at 8 a.m. I'm Jeff Meller, here answering your fantasy football questions. Don't go anywhere because... Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley coming up at 10 a.m. with your Bears pregame show. They've got Devin Hester at 1035. Talk to you after the game with Howard Griffith.